I think that when you're growing between a hundred grand to a million dollars, your media is more important than any outside media that you can get. I will say that again, and I believe it through and through. Like when you're making less than a million dollars, the best media attention that you can get for yourself is the media that you create. It is the media that you create. So over the past five years since I have been in business, I have been featured in Black Enterprise, Business Insider, Forbes, Essence. I have landed interview opportunities on some of the biggest podcasts on iTunes, Side Hustle Pro, Amy Porterfield's Marketing Made Easy, Julie Solomon's The Influencer Podcast, The Get Paid Podcast. Like I have, you know, been featured in news articles, in newspapers, featured in magazines, and I have never pitched myself for any opportunity that I have landed. I've spoken on stages of Blavity, Summit 21. I've spoken on some big stages. I've been featured in, in you know, national media. I've spoken on some, you know, very noteworthy podcasts. And the thing that I want to tell you is that I've never pitched myself for any of these opportunities. And the conversation that I want us to have today is really how to leverage your owned media in order to position yourself for earned media. You know, I think a lot of the time when we, you know, envision ourselves growing these businesses, when we envision ourselves, you know, making more money and creating more impact, um, at some point, a lot of the time we can focus on the accolades of like, what stages am I on? What podcast am I getting invited to speak on? What news outlets or publications am I getting interviewed on? And the thing that I want to tell you is that there's multiple ways to land those opportunities. But one of the most, I think, one of the ways to get there with the highest level of integrity is by earning the attention of those outlets and earning the attention of those platforms by using and leveraging the stage that you currently have. When I think, you know, we're in a day and age where all of us have the opportunity to create an Instagram account, to create a Facebook account, to go live. And, you know, your social platform is the very first stage that you ever speak on. The existing social platform that you have right now is the number, that is the first stage that you ever speak on. And how you speak and use, use the stage that you currently have is what creates and open up doors to opportunities to be positioned, to be placed, to be interviewed, uh, to be invited to partner on other people's stages. And the reason why I want to bring up this conversation today is because, um, you know, we're in a process right now. We just opened up enrollment for my mastermind legacy. And when I think about the clients that I get the privilege of working with in my mastermind, these are individuals who are making multi six figures, you know, even into the seven figure arena. And they're really at a position of their business where they've kind of already figured out their model. They know how to make money, but they want to learn how to make more money, how to, they already, they already are making impact, but they want to learn how to have a, a greater depth of impact. Um, they're already maybe even speaking or being interviewed, but they want to make sure that every time they, they represent their brand and their business on somebody else's stage, it is like with confidence, with conviction, and it is really positioning them for in the light that they want to be, want to be viewed and perceived. And I wanted to have this conversation because as you start growing your business, like after you get out of the building, like out of the starting blocks, you know, after you've kind of like pushed off the starting blocks, you're in, you're in the race, you are bringing money in the door, right around that two to $300,000 mark, you're probably at a point in the journey where you're like either burnt out or ready to like blow the, like blow this bitch down. And that happens for many of us. 
uh, you know, we get to a place where we've like, you know, we, we have been articulating our value. We have been delivering that value. We have been making money and serving our clients. And we get to a space where we look up and we are like, oh my gosh, handling all this is a lot, you know, managing multi six figures, managing the client load that comes with it, managing the marketing efforts that come with it is a lot to manage on your own. And at that two, three, four hundred thousand dollar mark in business revenue, that's one of the most defining moments in your business. And what I mean by that is because how you decide to operationally structure your business to get you beyond that hump is what makes or breaks a lot of the time somebody's ability to be able to continue growing, to, to continue being able to sustain the success. I don't know if this is resonating with you, but I, me bringing all this up is like me going down memory lane right now <laughs> of my own journey around that, you know, that multi six figure mark. It's a critical point in time. And when you start to make the decisions of, okay, I know how to make money. Like I, I know I, I'm doing what I have to do to make money. Then you have to start to make the decision of how do I want to make money? What do I want this journey to feel like? How do I want to experience this journey as I am making more money? And what is the business model and the operational structure that's going to allow me to sustain success beyond this point in time? And the reason why I bring up that critical moment in your business journey, regardless if you're making six figures or multi six figures right now or not, you're going to get to a point in time where all opportunities are not good opportunities, or you're going to get to a space in time where the best opportunities are showing up at your door, but operationally, you do not have the capacity to say yes to them. And this is a lot of what I want to talk about with when it comes to own media and earned media and landing larger brand partnerships, landing, you know, landing paid influencer partnerships, landing speaking engagements, landing podcast interviews, you know, all these things go hand in hand together. And as a business owner, you have to make the decisions to say, okay, when do I need to be prioritizing what? And how do I need to be designing my operational infrastructure to be able to open my capacity and my energy up for, for the things that I want to say yes to? Like, have you ever felt yourself in this place where you are making, you're making more money than you've ever made before? You're ex your business is experiencing more success than you've ever experienced before, but you're also capped. Like your energy is tight. Your bandwidth is, you know, running slim and you're finding yourself in this conundrum of like there, I know there's more opportunity available for me, but like, I don't know how I can possibly say yes to anything else that's like on my plate right now. Like, I don't know how I can say yes to any more without compromising my lifestyle, without compromising my self-care, without compromising like my personal well-being. And it's a critical point in time. So I want to share, you know, as you start to grow your business, this is just something else you need to think about. So when I started my business, you know, back in 2017, I said yes to every speaking engagement that anybody invited me into. And I didn't care if I didn't care who it was, what it was, where it was. If somebody invited me to speak, I said yes, because I was at a point in time where I had more time than I had money. So I, I had the opportunity, the luxury, the privilege of being able to use my time to show up anywhere. I was speaking at, you know, the local co-working, you know, facilities in my neighborhood, just doing presentations and talks. I was speaking on other people's podcasts, doing joint live streams. Uh, I was like the guest expert in people's free Facebook groups. Like anytime I had the opportunity to speak because I had the time, I said yes. In the early stages of my business, when I was making less than six figures, you know, you're still trying to like figure out your voice. You're still trying to figure out how to articulate your value. You're still trying to figure out who your offer is really for. You're still trying to find that alignment 
with the skill sets that you have, with how you articulate that value, and with how you're going to generate and create demand. Like you're still trying to figure that out. As you start getting more successful, as you start, you know, finding more alignment, as those things start clicking into place, your energy shifts from, oh gosh, I have to speak everywhere and be everywhere. And your and your energy shifts to, okay, I have to serve the clients that are showing up and that are paying me. And your energy and your focus shifts. You start to shift to focusing on the clients that are coming in the door, delivering to those clients, and and somehow maintaining and keeping up with the marketing efforts that you need to do to kind of keep that wheel running. And your energy shifts, your focus shifts. And, you know, when I think about my own business, pretty much for the last two years of my business, you know, I'm fast forward now, I'm at the multi seven figure mark. For the last two years of my business, I have had to say no to 99% of the speaking engagements or media opportunities that have come on my plate. And the reason why I've had to say no is not because I wasn't like enamored by the opportunity or I wasn't like excited for the opportunity or because I feel like I'm some big shot now that I don't, I, you know, I'm selective with where I speak. The reason why I had to say no to 99% of the opportunities that came across my plate last year. And I mean, I was saying no every week, like every week I was getting a podcast interview or a speaking engagement opportunity, like maybe not every week, but definitely multiple a month. And the reason why I had to say no was because my business did not have the operational capacity for me to say yes. I was focused on building the internal attributes of my business. I was focused on standardizing my operating procedures. I was focused on standardizing my client delivery. I was focused on really learning how to understand what are the hiring needs hiring people, firing people, interviewing dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of candidates and contractors. You know, I've been working in the business so that I can create capacity for me to work on the business. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because, you know, as you start to grow your business, many of us want the accolades. We want to be recognized for the effort that we are putting into our business. And Designing your business operationally from the business model perspective, from the price point of your offers, from, you know, streamlining your systems and streamlining your operations, doing those things gives you capacity to say yes to the things that you really want to be doing. So, you know, Annabelle said, I'm way too in the business. And many of us are. We go from being like, I don't even know what business I'm creating to, okay, I've kind of figured out my business. Let me get in the business. Then you get so deep in the business, you get to a point where you have to make a decision to pull your head up and decide how am I going to work on the business to allow me to grow beyond this bottleneck that I put myself in. And it's not even that you put yourself in it. It's just like, that that's like a natural season of business. We grow, like business is going to operate in seasons and in cycles. And you're going to, you're just at a point of in the cycle where it's time for you to like turn the wheel. But the beautiful part is, and the thing that I, I wanted to share with you guys too about this is like those two years of me being thick in the business, every day showing up on social media, every week doing a live stream, you know, regularly, you know, using the stage that I have of my own Instagram account to communicate my, my values, to articulate my value, to share my perspective. Two years of working in the business have has opened me up to land some of the largest opportunities I have ever had in my business. Um, you know, just er- earlier this month, I, you know, I signed the largest contract I've ever signed with a brand partnership. And I'm so excited about it. 
Um, that would be, you know, getting released and more to come in the next, you know, the next like two weeks or something like that. You know, I've landed some of the biggest podcast interviews of my entire career. Um, you know, I've been invited to speak on some of the biggest stages of my entire career. And it's just like, we have to honor this season, you know? And I think too, that recognizing what type of media is the most, you know, like is the most advantageous for you to focus on for the season of business that you are in. You know, I think that when you're growing between a hundred grand to a million dollars, your media is more important than any outside media that you can get. I will say that again, and I believe it through and through. Like when you're making less than a million dollars, the best media attention that you can get for yourself is the media that you create. It is the media that you create. And the reason why I say that is like earlier on in my business, when I was making like 100, 200 grand, I was featured in newspapers. I was featured in publications like Forbes, uh, Black Enterprise. And while I appreciate that credibility opportunity, it did nothing for my bottom line. Too many people are out here chasing the, you know, the logos that they can put on their website. And though, yes, those do give you some level of credibility, but that credibility when you're selling intellectual property as a coach, a course creator, a consultant, an agency owner, that stamp of credibility is doing nothing to communicate certainty to your clients when they're trying to make a buying decision. Am I telling the truth or am I telling the truth? The best media that you can give yourself when you're making less than a million dollars is the media that you create for yourself. And lo and behold, the, the, the better you are at, the more consistent you are at creating the media that you own, you know, creating content on your platform on a regular, consistent cadence, the more that you do that, the better that you do that, the more opportunities you end up attracting to you. Every time I speak, that's a media reel. You know, like all the speaking engagements that I have ever landed was because they watched my videos on my Instagram account, on my YouTube channel. They wanted to know, okay, what can, what is this girl all about? What is she known for? What problem can she solve? And how is her energy and her speaking presence? They're able to get all of that information just by consuming the content that I created. I do not have a brand partnership deck. I don't have a media kit. I don't have a media reel. I don't have any of the quote unquote assets that you're supposed to have in order to land these opportunities. None of the traditional ones. But when you create your own media, Every time you post, you are contributing to your media kit. Every time you publish an email newsletter, you are communicating your value, sharing your perspective, and positioning yourself in the eyes of those who read that email. Every time you publish a content, every time you publish a podcast, every time that you create content, that, that is your media kit. Your platform is your biggest promoter. And as we start moving into the next year, as we start moving into 2023, like we, y'all have heard me talk about this over and over and over again, social capital is going to be one of the most lucrative forms of currency, period, your social capital. And your social capital is if I were to go to any of your Instagram accounts right now, and be lucky for y'all, I don't have my other phone in here or else I would. If I were to go to anybody's Instagram account right now, if I were to look at the first nine posts on your newsfeed, what would that tell me about you? What perception, what narrative are you educating and, and telling me that I'm supposed to have about you based off of the media that you publish about yourself? It's like, listen, if Oprah showed up somehow, got your Instagram account, and she scrolled the first nine posts on your newsfeed, what is it telling her? What perception would Oprah have? 
Would she want to hire you? Would she want to bring you into own magazine? Would she want to put you on her platform? If you do not represent yourself in the best light on your own platform, why in the world do you think that somebody else is going to give you a shot by, by bringing you to theirs? If you don't take your own platform seriously, why should somebody just assume that when they bring you to theirs that you're going to take that opportunity seriously? If you are inconsistent with you know, how you show up, if you are non-clear and incongruent with the value that you communicate and the value that are, you articulate, if you are all over the damn place, please tell me if this is how you treat your house, why should I invite you to speak on mine? Why should I position you as the media expert on the cover of my magazine? Why should I bring you to mine? Like, I'm just saying that to say that like our, our platform is the very first stage that we have to own and take ownership of. And your owned media is the thing that opens up doors to new opportunities for you. The number one priority opportunity, you want your owned media, the media that you create to open up for you is attracting aligned clients. Aligned clients, qualified leads who are ready to make a buying decision as it correlates to the problem that you saw. That is the number one priority objective of your social content. Not to become an influencer, not for you to get a bunch of followers, not for you to have the vanity metrics to stroke your ego. The number one priority of your social content is to attract qualified leads to your program. And I want to make sure I put context around that. Like if you are a coach like me, if you are an agency owner, if you are somebody whose sole purpose is to attract qualified leads to, uh, you're using these social platforms to generate leads for your business, that's the only objective of your content. Now, the flip side is also true, or the flip side is maybe another perspective you have to take into consideration. There is a distinct difference between being a content creator, a content creator, where your job is to be an influencer, your job is to grow a large audience. Content creators, their approach to creating content is fundamentally different than you, if you are a coach or a consultant or a service provider using content to build your business. Those are two different focal points of how we use these platforms, how we, how we would create content on these platforms. They're fundamentally different. So if you are a content creator, you're creating content for the masses. You're creating content with the sole purpose of growing a large audience and you are creating products based off of the what went viral or where there is demand that your audience has told you that they had. So if you're a content creator, you are producing content at a high volume and you are doing it with the sole purpose of growing a large audience and all of your offers are designed to fill the need of the audience that you attracted to you. Now, the flip side is if you are like me, if you are a coach, an agency owner, a done-for-you provider, we are experts first. We And we only create content with the intent of attracting qualified leads. Do you guys understand the distinction that I'm trying to bring up here? Because how we create content, how we think about content, the metrics that you pay attention to, and what you choose to prioritize with the content you're creating is different depending on which identity you hold. There's a difference between being a content creator and a difference between being a course creator and a coach. And how we create content, how we use content in our business. At the end of the day, we're all using content with the sole purpose of attracting leads and monetizing the attention that we have been able to earn. But how we go about doing it operationally in our business 
how we go about doing it based off the team members that we hire, how we go about doing it about what metrics we prioritize, what content topics we focus on, the sophistication of the messaging that we include in our marketing content, totally different vantage point, totally different vantage point. So if you are a, like I said, if you're a coach, a consultant, an agency owner, like somebody who has, you know, five, 10 years of expertise and you've created an offer trying to teach that expertise or deliver that service of expertise, like where you have the biggest advantage is not focusing on how to become popular, is not focusing on how to be perceived as if you are famous. It is not buying a bunch of followers or buying a bunch of likes that you look like so that you can portray a particular image. None of that shit matters. It really doesn't. You paying Yahoo to, to name you in one of the top 10 coaches of 2023, don't do that. Don't do that. You paying your way to be on the Forbes uh, coaching council just so you can put that logo on your website for credibility is not going to really do much for your bottom line. It's not. And the reason why I say that it's not is because of the sophistication of the buyer that you are trying to attract. When you are a coach uh, uh, or an agency owner where you're providing a service, the type of client that you attract, you have to pay attention to what is influencing how this individual is making buying decisions. The type of person who is trying to hire a coach to help them solve a problem, the type of person who is hiring an agency to help deliver a service can give two diddly squats on how many followers you have or how famous you appear to be on whether or not you're flying first class or flying private. They could care whether or not what kind of shoes you got on. They could care less. All they care about is can this person articulate their value? Can this person properly uh, help me understand with certainty and conviction what problem they can solve for me? Can this person actually deliver on the promise that they enrolled me into? They care about receipts. As it correlates the value that you articulate, the value that you deliver, and how you have designed the container or how you are delivering on that container you have rolled them into. That is all they care about. The, 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 the sophistication of the buyer that you are attracting, if you are, if you are a coach selling a premium priced offer, that prospect only cares about themselves. They do not care about you. And when I when I say that, the only thing that they care about when it comes to what you do or how you portray yourself is based off of can this person, again, articulate their value in a way that I understand how they're going to solve my problem? And is this person actually delivering on the promise that they enrolled me into? Is this person still going to be in business after I sign this contract, especially this is a 12-month contract? Is this person still going to be in business in the next six months or are they going to fade away into the ether because they are focused on something else? That is what they are thinking. So I say all that to say is like really creating content on your social platform does more than just you trying to keep up with the latest Instagram algorithm trends or the latest TikTok dance reels. Like using your, using, I want you, I might, the thing that I wanted to part on you is I want you to start viewing your social platform as your media outlet. I want you to start looking at yourself as a media company, a small media company. And using the, the your media company based off, you know, the, the, the platform that you have created, using that to position yourself based off of how you want to be perceived, using this platform as a way for you to articulate your value, using this platform with the sole purpose of attracting qualified leads into your business and converting them into your paid programs. And that is really all we're using this for. 
That is what it is for. And the better that we can get at doing that, the more opportunities will get created for us. We, you're, you using your own media positions you to create your own opportunities. And it, and it absolutely does. Okay. So I really hope that this gives you another perspective to think about, gives you something else to consider, you know, going into next year. I think many of us, especially with all the algorithm changes on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, there's so many things changing. And I think with so many things changing at any given time, many of us are wondering what in the world am I supposed to even be prioritizing? Where should I focus my energy and effort? Where am I going to get the biggest bang for my buck? Where am I going to be able to create the biggest depth of impact through the work that I do? And I think part of being able to answer that question is knowing where you stand and knowing who you are and knowing why you are using this platform in the first place. Knowing why you care about the media attention that you may or may not be getting in the first place. And really paying attention to what credibility markers do I need to reduce the perceived risk of of a qualified lead trying to make a buying decision with me. That's the only thing that we need to be thinking about. What, how, who is my buyer? What influences how they make buying decisions? And what, what level of certainty and conviction needs to be communicated to reduce the perceived risk that they perceive, you know, they have when they're trying to make a buying decision with me? Is me having these media symbols on my website going to reduce that perceived risk for my ideal client? Yes or no? Probably not. You know? Like, is me dancing on reels and going viral going to reduce the perceived risk of my ideal client when making a buying decision to join my program? You have to know how to answer that question for yourself, for the sophistication of the audience that you serve, for the specialization, the the specificness of the problem that you solve. What matters in their eyes when they're making buying decisions? A lot of the time, the thing that matters is how effective is this person at articulating their value? If I come to their Instagram account or if I consume their content today, next week, a month from now, and three months from now, is there congruency in what they're saying? Is there consistency in what they are communicating? Are they reiterate? Are are they consistent? And I don't just mean consistent in the frequency at which you publish, but I mean consistency in the values that you hold. Consistency in you delivering and solving the problem that like they that you become known for like is there congruency in in your presence in your perspective and in the frequency at which you publish that pub, like you publish that content publicly and that's really what it boils down to y'all and i i promise you i promise you i'm a living breathing proof that all those fun accolades will still come And I think the beauty of it is, is like when I land brand partnership deals or when I get media opportunities or when I get invited to speak on stages, because my media content is what attracted them to me, I have a lot of um, negotiating power because they came to me. I didn't come to them. The second thing is, is that I can be selective with the platforms that I put my brand on and put my name on to make sure that I'm only doing partnership opportunities with uh, with businesses whose values also align with mine. And I think that's what allows us to even have bigger contracts and more longer term partnerships with these brands and these companies that we end up partnering with down the line. Because who I am is so crystal clear that when they come to me, they know what they're getting. I don't have to bend, break, code switch in order to, to be adaptable for me to land the contract. And I think that's one of the biggest 
things that you can be mindful of that you're creating for yourself as you grow your business. So if you are interested in learning more about my mastermind legacy that is for six multi-six and seven-figure coaches and agency owners who desire to scale in a way that honors their pace, that prioritizes their personal lifestyle, and that also uh, ensures that they are growing without compromising their profit margins, all you have to do is just send me a direct message on Instagram. Just type in the word legacy and I will know what you mean and I'll send you some more information about next steps. Just send me a direct message over on Instagram. Just type in the word legacy and I will send you some more info. And I really hope this conversation, again, was just a fruitful perspective for you and really helps you prioritize what you need and want to be focusing on as you go into this next season. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in and I will talk to y'all later. Bye y'all.